episode 49. Fred and George set off for the hospital wing, accompanied by Lee, who was howling with laughter, and Harry, Ron, and Hermione, also chortling, went into breakfast. The decorations in the Great Hall had changed this morning. As it was Halloween, a cloud of live bats was fluttering around the enchanted ceiling, while hundreds of carved pumpkins leered from every corner. Harry led the way over to Dean and Seamus, who were discussing those Hogwarts students of 17 or over who might be entering. There's a rumor going round Warrington got up early and put his name in. Dean told Harry. That big bloke from Slytherin who looks like a sloth? Harry, who had played Quidditch against Warrington, shook his head in disgust. We can't have a Slytherin champion. All the Hufflepuffs are talking about Diggory, said Seamus contemptuously, but I wouldn't have thought he'd have wanted to risk his good looks. Listen, said Hermione suddenly. People were cheering out in the entrance hall. They all swiveled around in their seats and saw Angelina Johnson coming into the hall, grinning in an embarrassed sort of way. A tall black girl who played chaser on the Gryffindor Quidditch team, Angelina came over to them, sat down and said, Well, I've done it. Just put my name in. You're kidding, said Ron, looking impressed. Are you 17 then, asked Harry. Course she is. Can't see a beard, can you? said Ron. I had my birthday last week, said Angelina. Well, I'm glad someone from Gryffindor's entering, said Hermione. I really hope you get it, Angelina. Thanks, Hermione, said Angelina, smiling at her. Yeah, better you than pretty boy Diggory, said Seamus, causing several Hufflepuffs passing their table to scowl heavily at him. What are we going to do today, then? Ron asked Harry and Hermione when they had finished breakfast and were leaving the Great Hall. We haven't been down to visit Hagrid yet, said Harry. Okay, said Ron. Just as long as he doesn't ask us to donate a few fingers to the Scroots. A look of great excitement suddenly dawned on Hermione's face. I just realized I haven't asked Hagrid to join SPEW yet, she said brightly. Wait for me, will you, while I nip upstairs and get the badges. Was she like, said Ron, exasperated, as Hermione ran away up the marble staircase. Hey, Ron, said Harry suddenly, it's your friend. The students from Beaubetons were coming through the front doors from the grounds. Among them, the Vila girl. Those gathered around the goblet of fire stood back to let them pass, watching eagerly. Madame Maxime entered the hall behind her students and organized them into a line. One by one, the Beaubeton students stepped across the age line and dropped their slips of parchment into the blue-white flames. As each name entered the fire, it turned briefly red and emitted sparks. "'What do y'all reckon happens to the ones that aren't chosen?' Ron muttered to Harry as the Vila girl dropped her parchment into the goblet of fire. Reckon they'll go back to school or hang around to watch the tournament? Dunno, said Harry. Hang around, I suppose. Madame Maxine's staying to judge, isn't she? When all the Beaubeton students had submitted their names, Madame Maxine led them back out of the hall and into the grounds again. 
Where are they sleeping then, said Ron, moving toward the front doors and staring after them. A loud rattling noise behind them announced Hermione's reappearance with the box of spew badges. How oh, good. Hurry up, said Ron, as he jumped down the stone steps, keeping his eye on the back of the Vila girl, who was now halfway across the lawn with Madame Maxime. As they neared Hagrid's cabin on the edge of the Forbidden Forest, the mystery of the Beauveton sleeping quarters was solved. The gigantic powder-blue carriage in which they had arrived had been parked 200 yards from Hagrid's front door, and the students were climbing back inside it. The elephantine flying horses that had pulled the carriage were now grazing in a makeshift paddock alongside it. Harry knocked on Hagrid's door, and Fang's booming barks answered instantly. That time, said Hagrid, when he'd flung open the door and seen who was knocking, thought you lot have forgotten where I live. We've been really busy, Hagrid, Hermione started to say, but then she stopped dead, looking up at Hagrid apparently lost for words. Hagrid was wearing his best, and very horrible, hairy brown suit, plus a checked yellow and orange tie. This wasn't the worst of it, though. He had evidently tried to tame his hair, using large quantities of what appeared to be axle grease. It was now slicked down into two bunches, Perhaps he had tried a ponytail like Bill's, but found he had too much hair. The look didn't really suit Hagrid at all. For a moment, Hermione goggled at him, and then, obviously deciding not to comment, she said, Um, where are the scroots? Out by the pumpkin patch, said Hagrid happily. They're getting massive. Must be nearly three foot long now. Only trouble is, they started killing each other. Oh, no. Really? said Hermione, shooting a repressive look at Ron, who, staring at Hagrid's odd hairstyle, had just opened his mouth to say something about it. Yeah, said Hagrid sadly. It's okay, though. I've got them in separate boxes now. Still got about twenty. Well, that's lucky, said Ron. Hagrid missed the sarcasm. Hagrid's cabin comprised a single room, in one corner of which was a gigantic bed covered in a patchwork quilt. A similarly enormous wooden table and chairs stood in front of the fire, beneath the quantity of cured hams and dead birds hanging from the ceiling. They sat down at the table while Hagrid started to make tea, and were soon immersed in yet more discussion of the Triwizard Tournament. Hagrid seemed quite as excited about it as they were. You wait, he said, grinning. You just wait. Oh, you're gonna see some stuff you've never seen before. First task? Uh, but I'm not supposed to say. Go on, Hagrid. Harry, Ron, and Hermione urged him, but he just shook his head, grinning. I don't want to spoil it for you, said Hagrid, but it's gonna be spectacular, I'll tell you that. The champions are going to have their work cut out. Never thought I'd live to see the Triwizard Tournament played again. They ended up having lunch with Hagrid, though they didn't eat much. 
Hagrid had made what he said was a beef casserole, but after Hermione unearthed a large talon in hers, she, Harry, and Ron rather lost their appetites. They enjoyed themselves, trying to make Hagrid tell them what the tasks in the tournament were going to be. However, speculating which of the entrants were likely to be selected as champions, and wondering whether Fred and George were beardless yet. A light rain had started to fall by mid-afternoon. It was very cozy sitting by the fire, listening to the gentle patter of the drops on the window, watching Hagrid darning his socks and arguing with Hermione about house elves, for he flatly refused to join Spew when she showed him her badges. It'd be doing him an unkindness, Hermione, he said gravely, threading a massive bone needle with thick yellow yarn. It's in the nature to look after humans. That's what they like, see? You'd be making them unhappy to take away their work and insulting them if you tried to pay them. But Harry set Dobby free, and he was over the moon about it, said Hermione. And we heard he's asking for wages now. Yeah, well, you get weirdos in every breed. I'm not saying there isn't the odd elf who take freedom, but... You'll never persuade most of them to do it. No, nothing doing, Hermione. Hermione looked very cross indeed and stuffed her box of badges back into her cloak pocket. By half past five, it was growing dark, and Ron, Harry, and Hermione decided it was time to get back up to the castle for the Halloween feast, and more importantly, the announcement of the school champions. I'll come with you, said Hagrid putting away his darning. Just give us a sec. 